This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You're listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show with the Back of the Nest podcast here on Love Sport with me, Charlie Hawkins. And I've been joined by regulars James Howard and DR Kernaz. Great to have you boys in the studio. How are you both? Eagles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> buzzing. I got it. Yeah, buzzing after <laughs> the Bristol City. You win. 5-0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, wait, let's, let's address matters at the top, where they belong. I, was, I wasn't going to ask this week. I thought, are they going to do it? Second week, I got it. Yeah. Eagles. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, we've come in. I know it's only a friendly, but yeah. I asked for a clean sheet. DR asked for a few goals, yeah. and that's what we got. Exactly. You got it. The five nil massive win. We, we we we've got lots to talk about tonight because we're we're inching towards the Premier League season, and we've got a packed show. We are going to be talking about the five nil win against Bristol City. The boys are on fire. We're also going to be talking to a former Palace striker, Andy Gray. We've got our legend of the week, of course. Unfortunately, we still have to cover Zaha and talk a little bit more about those transfer rumours as the window is still open, but not for not for much longer. But let's start then with the Bristol City game. 5-0. I know they may play in the Championship, but we spoke a little bit about pre-season. We spoke last week that results weren't great. You mentioned that the fans yeah. were getting a little bit frustrated. How nice was this on the weekend? It was brilliant. I was there um, with a couple of other people from the pod. And it was relieving because it's like you look at the other other games that we played so far in pre-season and it was so poor but we got away with it by saying that it was just fitness tests but now there's only two weeks a week left till the season starts a week and, and a half yeah. yeah so it was encouraging we needed a massive performance and there was some couple noticeable performances from the guys and hopefully they gave um, Roy a real question for his lineup when the season does actually start yeah, I mean, I wasn't there like you, Dr. But uh, what a fantastic way to sort of come, you know, go to an away game, even in a friendly. Keep a clean sheet, get five goals. You know, this Benteke strikers are scoring. Yeah, Benteke squad. Connor um, Wickham, Connor Wickham, another one. I've always rated Connor Wickham. It's just his injuries. That's the trouble with him. But I always think he's a really good player. 
when he's when he's fit. And unfortunately, in the past, he's got fit, got to that level, and he suddenly got injured. But you know, it wasn't just the result that I took away from the game. Um, it was Roy's comments after the game, um, and um, I forget where I saw it, but I, I read it on the media, and he he said, "Look, you know, don't get let's get, let's get carried away. It's five nil, but we are still short of two or three players, and we are desperately trying to get those two or three players, which to me is brilliant because it just." feels like you know we are going hopefully in in the right direction and he knows that we have got some obviously some weak 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 parts of the team it puts pressure on the board as well um him coming out publicly and saying that we need transfers and the fact that we've still got the same bodies from when we have started pre-season and no one's really coming except for uh, Stephen Henderson which is a third choice goalkeeper I think it's telling and I agree with him because if you look at our squad especially fullbacks there's there's a gap there and we don't have much depth there and the players that are starting, you could argue with Joel Ward, is he a Premier League starter right back? I don't think so. I don't think he can defend or attack in, at the level at which you need in a Premier League. And also Patrick Van Arnold, we saw what happened last season, no depth and it was so easy, teams were targeting him. So we really do need a fullback and the way that he came up publicly, I feel like now the board has to do something. Well, you mentioned the... The, the public stating there of Roy Hodgson and his comments after the game and we've talked a little bit about transfers in and transfers out and you still need a few bodies but let's actually talk about the game because people mm. may say it was Bristol City they're a league below but you can't ask for much more can you James you wanted a clean sheet you got it we said mm. we needed goals we got five this is yeah. a great team performance and really what you wanted to see was big performances from your big players because we can argue, right, pre-season hasn't been great, but a lot of it was the youngsters, the youth yeah. were getting a chance. These were your first teamers, and they went and put on a show. Yeah, um, most noticeably Max Meyer. I was, it, it was so good for him because last season, the fans were calling him to start more games, and Roy didn't favour him. I don't know what it was. Maybe, he's, maybe he thought that he wasn't ready for the Premier League. But he started Max Meyer in a couple of games in pre-season, and I feel like this game just topped it because... Last season, when we were struggling to break teams down and when there were hardly any gaps in the middle, we had no one. But Max is showing to Roy that, look, I could, I can go in a tight space and pick up the ball and create chances because he'd done that against Bristol City. And I know it's Bristol City, but still, the way that Max operates, is it will be so important for us next season because we really struggled scoring goals at home when teams are sitting back. So I think it gives a good question to Roy. And it's also interesting because Zaha was not starting. Um, so Zaha still has to come back and when Zaha does come back who gets dropped my what I think is Jeffrey Schlupp but I'm not too sure about you because last season Jeffrey Schlupp and both James McArthur they were clearly Roy's favourites so he has to drop one of them and I'm not too sure which one he does yeah I I think it's going to possibly be you know what game plan he he Mm. decides on on the day you know and who we're playing against Um, I always said that you know maybe with these players that come from abroad, it takes a season to sort of bed into the Premier League. Uh, You're referring to Max there, Max Meyer, yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously he's come over from Germany. Um, maybe last season he wasn't quite um, up to the speed. It took him a while. He couldn't really settle down and keep his place. He definitely showed glimpses of, glimpses of how how skillful he is and what the ability he's got. But I always felt that he'll come good. Hopefully uh, this season coming and. He's been there. He's had a, he's had a bit of experience in the Premier League now with Palace. He's had the whole of pre-season training. He can get himself up to the fitness as everyone else. He's on. The, he's obviously on the same level. 
um, and hopefully, yeah, you know, he can convert his skill onto the pitch and 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 help us and, and retain a regular place because we definitely need that creative player. That was the problem all last season, is that we didn't have the creative players. We were sort of you know relying on on one striker up front or Zaha, you know, yeah. getting the odd goal. Um, and we've had some solid midfield players, but we haven't really had. Apart from Wilf, but he's obviously been pushed artificially to a more forward position in the team because we've struggled with goals. But we haven't really had anyone that's that's actually creating so much recently. You know, they've all been sort of, I'd say, all-round midfield players. You know, like some MacArthur and and uh, you were saying um, Jeffrey Jeffrey Schlup. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm 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 hoping that he will be that 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 player that will start creating a lot more chances. The problem is with Max Meyer, he was wanted by a host of top European clubs. There is a question over his attitude and his output and his effort because this was apparently the reason why none of the top European clubs come in for him and he ended up at Crystal Palace because the clubs that were linked with him, Juventus, Arsenal, really top European stalwarts. You know, he was in the German team of the year, but there's this question, has he got the desire? He's known sometimes to be... When things don't go his way, he can throw his toys out the pram. If he's not played, if he's brought off as a sub, he's someone that isn't too happy. Roy has signed him. He's managed to get him at Crystal Palace. I thought this was a great signing at the time. If he can sort of show that desire, discipline the player, and you can get the creative player that you lack, he could be a marquee player for the Eagles for the next five years, couldn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's something that I spotted throughout the season, that he's tended to sometimes drift in and out of games. Um is that a complacency issue, James? I don't know. Maybe it's a confidence issue. Maybe it's just he wasn't up to speed fitness-wise. Who knows? But what I can tell you is Roy is fantastic at keeping on top of a player because he what he's done with Andros Townsend is fantastic because Andros Townsend was, was accused of, of that in the past, of yeah. drifting in and out of games. But Andros Townsend, especially this last season, has been so consistent and involved in most games. It's brilliant. To be fair, the Andros Townsend situation happened when Pardew was there and everyone was was really drifting in and out but it's because it was mainly because those andros wanted to play on the right hand side but Pardew wanted him to play on the left hand side so there was issues like that but another thing with max is that when he did play last season with with wilf they had they had a great partnership so if he continuously yeah. starts next year in the premier league i'm actually very excited to see how many goals and assists they could combine between both of them because They've got some talent there, and if they build a chemistry over the season, then they could be a very dangerous force. You mentioned it could be a confidence issue with Max. I'm not so sure because he's someone who, well, through the media, he certainly backs himself. He's quite verbal about that. He was quite surprised that no one did uh, come in for him because he was signed very late in the window last year, wasn't he, to Palace? But the fact of it is, he didn't sign for a, a different club or, shall we say, a bigger club. No disrespect yeah. to Palace. He is at Palace. You're here now. Muck in and you will be loved by the fans and become the number eight, the number ten. He, he was very moaning about the way the system was at Palace. He wasn't sure how he would play at the start. But he could be, be the future. And, and, you know, especially if Zaha is on his way. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the Zaha thing will, will matter because, you know, there's a room for both of them in the team. And, yeah, yeah obviously, if Zaha goes... But in terms of fans' favourite. But in terms of fans' favourite, definitely. Um, we always like a creative player at Palace. Um, and certainly, we can see that he's got the skill. So, um, I'm hoping that, you know, he does... But he needs to get off to a good start, to be honest with you, because there's, there's no room for players and complacency in the Premier League. You know, as soon as you have a bad game, you get dropped. That's the mm. trouble. 
Well, let's talk about Wickham then, because you mentioned he's yeah. someone that's injury play, got on a score sheet this weekend. If he can stay fit, what type of player can he be for Palace? I just want to, James has just pointed out yeah, very kindly. Yeah, we've got a game that, right uh, I, I did write this down in my notes. Palace are actually playing tonight. They're playing AFC Wimbledon. It's currently nil-nil. We will keep you up to date. Maybe we'll get a, we'll get the team lineups and we'll, we'll announce who is playing. But Wickham scored on the weekend. He better score tonight. Maybe Max <laughs> Meyer as well. So we'll be keeping a, a, our eye on that. But moving back to Wickham, he is injury played. He's fit now. He scored on the weekend. What player can he be for Palace? It'll be it'll be like a new signing if he could stay fit. But that's a big if because every time I talk about Connor Wickham, I say the same thing that it's just every time he does come back, somehow he just manages to get injured without even playing. But I don't know. On a weekend, um, it seems like he's lost a bit of weight. Um, that was quite noticeable. So hopefully that that impacts him in a positive way where. He doesn't pick up as many injuries, but we need him to stay fit. And if he is fit, he's a very good player, honestly. When he joined us, um, and I remember Ben Teke was playing out front, and oddly enough, Wickham was playing out wide kind of thing, it still worked. Like, Conor Wickham is a talented footballer who could score goals, as you saw on the weekend, and great finisher. So just stay fit, and it's the same with Ben Teke. If both of them stay fit, it'll be a massive boost for us. Well, Wickham is planned tonight. He's starting. No Max Meyer in the lineup or on the bench, but Wickham is starting. Now, we are talking about his injuries and we're talking about Conor Wickham, but the Palace board, they weren't deterred by that and they offered him a new contract during all these problems. What kind of vote of confidence was that in his ability? That's a brilliant vote of confidence. Um, he's been back in the squad training since January, so we've calculated he's had about six months now without an injury. So that's brilliant. I mean, and it does take time, don't it, James? Yeah, of course it does. He did sort of have a couple of uh, games. He came on as a substitute towards the end during the second part of the season. He's been at all the pre-season training and the games. So yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear from Dr. That he looks as if he's lost a bit of weight because he should do because he he's got to prove to everyone else that he's the player he was two years ago when he got injured. And um, He's still young. He's still 26, I think. Um, and that's the reason why they looked at it and thought, you know what, we'll, get, we'll offer you another one-year yeah. contract on top of the one you've got because it's just, it's just so expensive I, going out there buying new players, isn't it? And despite, and despite his injuries, there's clearly something there that encourages the team in terms of his medical report that, yeah, he could actually play. So that's, mm. it's good that we offered him a contract if that was a case where the medical team did say that he might be all clear next season. Well, we're hoping he can be firing on all cylinders this season. Another man we need to fire on all cylinders. We mentioned him last week, Christian Benteke, and he went and scored as well. How excited about are we about him? Because I feel he can still be 20 goals a season. If he, the way he, when he scored the celebration was so telling. Your, he, your eyes just lit up there. You yeah, got excited, exactly, didn't you? Yeah, I was excited like Christian Benteke. He scored a goal, <laughs> and you wouldn't think that it was a preseason game. You would think it's like a cup final game. The way that he ran. Because I think sl- players hear the outside noise, don't they? Dr. They know they're, they're not being written off, but they know that fans get frustrated. This isn't the sign what we want here. This is not, we're not. You're not living up to expectations, yeah. shall we say? And he's sort of like, I still have the ability. I'm still here. He reckons he should be starting for Belgium. I'm the man in the know. Sometimes people forget that footballers are humans. Mm. It's like they see what you say about them on social media. And it it clearly has affected Benteke to a certain degree. And you can see it by a celebration that even though it was a pre-season game, that goal could give him massive confidence. So it's, it's encouraging to see. 
Well, it's, a, it's never a truer statement. It does affect them, all the uh, outside stuff, especially in an age of social media. Next up, we get to hear from Palace striker Andy Gray about maybe just how much things from the outside did affect players. Love sports. You're listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show here. We're back of the nest podcast with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I'm joined by James Howard and Dr. Kernaz. Excited for you both ahead of this new season, Eagles. We were just talking a little bit about Christian Benteke, and it's something I want to quickly bring back up to you both because... After last week's show, I, was, I went away and I was thinking about what you said and you was like, we haven't signed anyone, we're worried, we could be sort of not facing relegation but in a relegation battle and maybe from the outside looking in, I, I found that quite surprising because I, I see Crystal Palace as an established Premier League side, one that isn't always there or thereabouts. You know it's never an easy game with Palace and I was quite shocked for you two to be like, oh, we don't feel that confident with the mm. upcoming season. Now, though, it doesn't change with one preseason game. Yeah. But if we can get these big players, Benteke is certainly one of them. Let's not forget, play for Liverpool, done wonders with Aston Villa. Are we really sort of maybe selling ourselves short? Can we do better than you two said last week? I think the problem is, is that last couple of years, we've been pretty poor in the striker area. And the only reason we did we we stayed up last season was was probably, you know, with, with Batshuayi coming in and, mm. and giving us a bit of strength up front. Um, so yeah, we kind of really need to replace Batch Y, but we also really need to um, have either Ben Teke or Connor Wickham coming good next season. But it's good to hear from Dr. That, that he, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my concern and probably a lot of listeners out there from as, from a Palace point of view would say, you know, we all know Ben Teke, you know, in the box he can score goals and headers and he's great. But what was his all round play like? passing and, and holding up the ball because I always found that a bit bit off last season. It was it, it was it was good, but the thing with Benteke is that we don't use him to his best of abilities. He seems like whenever he's in a box we don't want to cross and when he's not in a box we want to cross the ball. And you look at his goal, it was very strange. Yeah, exactly. You look at his goal, we put I think I I can remember this. It was like the first cross to Benteke kind of thing and he managed to put it in. So I feel like we just need to do what's best for him and just fit the system into his style of play because when he like in terms of headering he's he's good at that but it seems like we don't put as much as crosses into the box how frustrating is it for fans when James you just mentioned there oh, for the last few years you know we've we've needed a striker we needed goals so you the fans see it it's been going on for a few seasons why don't the board and the management say right this is our number one problem we need to address it let's go in and get our man we've well, I think they did in a way with Batshuayi. I think, you know, you've got a player, Benteke, that's on you know, quite a high amount of wages and cost a lot of money. So I think they're probably a bit reluctant to just tear up the contract and say, look, you know, we'll just cut our losses on here because mm. obviously no one else has come in for him um, because he was, as far as I was concerned, he was slated on, you know, BBC most week weekends. I mean, it, it was his play was that poor. Um but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, We've tried to bring in strikers. It's not like we haven't looked mm. at an area, but in terms of strikers, it's very hard because you judge a striker by basically the goals they scored. And we've got Serloff, who doesn't seem like he's in a Premier League level, and we'll probably talk about him later because he's been linked with a move away from the club. Um, we brought in Batshuayi, which did work out. So we are trying to bring in strikers, but it's just transfer market. It's not easy to say, all right, we're going to spend 30 million and we're going to get goal scorer because it's not always the case. We've spoke about Tanzend, Max Meyer, effort levels, desire. Is Benteke another one that falls under that umbrella a little bit? I, I don't think so. 
Um, he's he's suffered injuries. Um, I feel like deep down he he's a quality striker, and it was just a matter of confidence really because he went he had a long term injury, and as I said, mentally and physically injuries could actually impact you more than people think. Like imagine being off the field for so long and there was actually a documentary and you saw the real insights to it and it did hurt him like it did hurt him to see that his fellow teammates are out there training and he can't do that he can't play football so I feel like he's had a bit of time off and it might work in his favour because sometimes with injuries it can make or break plays some plays it depends on how you respond but with Benteke I've still got a bit of confidence but it's like it's, it's very hard with him because part of me says oh it's a confidence issue part of me says that well, it seems like he's not the player he used to be. And there's also another thing that we don't play to his strengths. So it's very hard to judge a player. But next season, if he stays fit, uh, now that he's had a bit of time off and had pre-season under his belt, I feel like he could be a decent player for us uh, if we play to his strengths. Personally, I don't think he'll get a look in next season. I don't. I haven't rated him the last couple of years, and a lot of people you, sit around me. When you say looking, James, you mean first eleven, or he's not even I, making the bench? I think unless something drastically happens with his performance, I think he'll struggle to make the team and possibly the bench. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it. We're looking at strikers at the moment. There's a one or two we're looking at now. Um, if Connor Wicker comes good, I could see him getting picked ahead of Benteke. So I'm not so sure that I think Benteke's really got to prove himself this season because otherwise he is literally going to be left left behind. I I disagree. I feel like Benteke, because of the wages he's on, he he's just going to get the chance. And it's similar to Conor Wickham. They're both injury-prone players, and it seems like Benteke, if you're basing things on pre-season, he's give is given Roy's giving him the nod ahead of Conor Wickham. So I feel like it'll be Benteke starting, and then. Next to Benteke will be either Schlupp or Zaha kind of player. Well, so. I'm glad to announce that James's uh, emotions, James's smile has gone from ear to ear. It's gone to a good nine from a solid five. I thought I'd annoyed <laughs> him, but uh, he's a very happy man now indeed because Crystal Palace have just gone 1-0 up against Wimbledon, James. Yeah, I didn't recognise the player, did you? Yeah, um, I know. Uh, yeah, I... When I looked at the lineup, I was it was the same situation. But yeah, I don't know. One of the youngsters. It's right? one of the youngsters. See, it takes one five nil win, and now you're on a roll. Right, get down. Clean because, sheets. Yeah, Crystal Palace are on a charge. The Premier League is only kicking off in a week enough, and I'm now delighted to say we do have former Palace striker Andy Gray on the line. Difficult to get him at first. I thought he was trying to play negotiation transfer window style, but we've <laughs> managed to lock him down. Andy, we're talking a little bit about Palace's transfer uh, transfer window. You know, it's been a bit slow. We haven't signed the player that we wanted maybe Zaha's on the way out what the Palace need in this window to really kick on for next season well first of all you're supposed to say good evening and I'm <laughs> saying good evening to you that's, that's, that's etiquette oh, I'm sorry Andy it's just because we we, was, we waited for you so long I didn't know if we was going to get you you was keeping me on my toes well I'm, well, well I'm paying for the phone call as well by the way because like every time you guys invite me on I have to ring in because some reason you just want me to pay for the phone call but anyway Ents, let's carry on Andy alright you're paying for the phone call we're, we're, we're sorry about that you know what I mean it's, it's cool keeping you on, it's, it's cool keeping you on your toes that's what it is no, but, I'm, but, but, I'm, I'm too old for that <laughs> no games here well Palace fans are on their toes they need to know who are they going to be signing because they're a little bit worried they're saying they've not made many moves relegation it, it might be on the horizon what do you think 
No, I think, listen, you just got to be very patient in this market because, like, there's players that are overpriced. You can put them on big money, and if things go wrong, then you're in trouble. So, at the end of the day, they've got to play the game right to the end. And, listen, there is, I would say, 10 sides in that division that we're better than. So, I don't think it's that much of a, a mad rush to go and get something which is not really better than what you got. Hi Andy, um, it's been a while since we spoke, but Wan Bissaka, you yep. managed to get, you managed to got sold for around fifty million. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Because um, many passes. No, yeah, yeah. no, no, but I told you at the time. I said I would have driven him to um, Man United to get the fifty million. So you're happy with that? Yeah. Of course, you got, you got to be, yeah. But then, wouldn't, 50 million? Yeah, but wouldn't you say that in a couple of seasons, let's say he was playing as he was, um, that his value could have increased by another 10 million? Or 15 million, yeah, in but, fact. Yeah, but if my auntie was my uncle, then <laughs> it'd be... It'd just, you don't look at... Fo- you, you, listen, you can only deal with football at the time. Mm. You don't look two years. Say he would have got injured. I mean, we could have a different... A, a mad conversation about what if and this and that. It's not the movies, you know what I mean? Mm. It's not Hollywood. It's football. Yeah. And you've got to do what you got to do. When the iron's hot, you've got to strike. Get your 50 mil. Good evening, Andy. It's me again. Just good a evening. quick question. Yeah, good evening to you, sir. Um, you're saying Wambasaka, happy for him to move on. 50 million, a great bit of business there by Palace. You take the money, happy days. What about Zaha yeah. then? How do you feel about that situation? Well, that's a difficult one because at the end of the day, everyone has like built the scenario. If he leaves, we're down, which is not the case. He's a he's a great player. Um, personally, he, he needs to go to that that next level to actually achieve what whatever he wants to achieve. And that's no disrespect to to my club, but he does need to go to the next level. And listen. They should hold out and get 70, 80 million for him because there's no one out there who plays like him other than Messi and the other guy, uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> wow. Andy, it's James here. How you doing, mate? Um, Sweet, bruv. Good. Look, I've got a question here which I wanted to put on the schedule and we've missed it. We've missed the cutoff point. But basically, everyone at Palace is rating him. Zaha at 80 million or there or thereabouts but no one is coming in anywhere near 70 or 80 million why is that why because it's Crystal Palace yeah but expand on that well you don't how many reasons you want like do you know what I mean if your girlfriend says she's leaving you she says she's leaving you how many reasons you know what I mean (laughs) you only need one reason Andy are you saying exactly are you saying Andy I'm just trying to get back on your good books now because you've made me feel bad for not saying good evening but um, are you saying (laughs) are you saying teams find it easier to almost bully Crystal Palace then a little bit when it comes to transfer negotiations all day long all day long so, all day long because you know why think about it you're crystal palace and say arsenal now mm. you being a crystal palace player and arsenal coming in and offering 45 million you're thinking to yourself well listen take it chairman because i want to play for arsenal but if it was southampton offering 45 million he would say well no i'd rather wait till something else better comes along do you know what i mean but Andy, that, that's all it is. 
But yeah. Andy, we you say that, but there's a counter argument saying, well, how come Aaron Wambazaka went for fifty million? He's a fullback. Fullbacks generally don't go for a, a lot of money. Centre backs might do, but not fullbacks. They've come in for Aaron, no, Aaron no, Wambazaka fifty no, million. No but, yeah, no, but this is what I'm saying to you. This is what's wrong with football, right? And I'm not criticising you guys. You got your show. Well, I'm not being funny. You have got to talk about something. Well, it's, it's, it's common sense that the kid is what twenty? Is he twenty yet or nineteen? Twenty-one? What he's, is he? He's young. Yeah, he's twenty. Twenty-one, I think. Yeah. yeah right. So I'm not being funny. Spending fifty million on this kid now, right? They and if he does what he's supposed to do, they get hundred and twenty million for him. Well, that's why I didn't when want he, to sell him. <laughs> no, but. But Palace couldn't keep him till, till he was worth 120 million because the side he's not. Do you understand? He wouldn't develop. Mm. He wouldn't develop into a 120 million pound player. Let's get it right, Palace. Like, listen, I listen. You know my history there. Yeah, but it's, Andy, it's, you did develop. A, you went. You got an England team. Yeah, you played that winter. You were in yeah, with yeah, five yeah, other but, players yeah, in the England team. Yeah, but I went. But I, I had to go away. I had to go away to, to see what the grass was like at, on the other side, yeah? And the grass wasn't that better. And obviously, I was mm. comfortable at Palace. That's where I played all my best football. Forget about all the other clubs I went to. That is where I played my top, top game. But what I'm saying so is, Andy, pod- when you were at Palace, yeah. excuse me, but when you were at Palace, we got yeah. to top, what was it, top, top three, and... We had five internationals in our team. So if we keep Aaron Wambazaka, keep Zaha, keep strengthening the team, why can't we do not necessarily do a Leicester, but we could we could get into Europe maybe if we strengthen? I feel listen, like that, hmm. no, but listen, that side what finished third, right? You'll be in a box. I will be in a box before you, right? You'll never get that again. That side we had was was unique. It was unique. If you look at the players, and you you could like. Like put them in and think. Well, could they a team? Could they challenge the team that we've got now? I mean, if I, I would say Wilf and uh, the boy who's got the Man United would be the only two <clears throat> that would would have would would have got in the team. Yeah. So what could you say? So we. So Steve Cobble did an exceptional job getting the players in that he did that were were obviously had great potential. Of course he did. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about hunger. Like, if, listen, if you're if you're giving squad players over a million pound a year, well, do you think they're bothered? No disrespect, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm generalised. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> just one last question, because I know you've called us, and I'm thinking about you, mate. I care. I just want to ask: Is there any legs? There? No, you just want to get me off the line. You just want to get me off the line. I'll I, I pay for the call, sweet. If I'll be honest, Andy, you if you want to do another 27 minutes, mate, with the back of the nest, we'll have you. I'm, I'm just thinking of you. I thought you might want to swerve us off. But no, just... It's a premium, no, no, rate, it's no, a premium no. rate number, by the way. I don't care. It's all right. <laughs> just quickly, Andy. I'm, I'm getting turned on by it. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's glad to have you with us. I just want to quickly ask, we spoke about Zaha. You yeah. said it's a difficult one. Is there any legs then with the move to Everton? He's not going to want to go there, surely. Listen, if Everton are offering him 200 grand a week, why ain't he going to go to Everton? And, and like he's talking about, I want to play Champions League football. Well, there's only four teams who can, in the country that you can go to with Champions League football. Mm. So, let's be real here. Listen, if you're asking my opinion, the kid's worth 80 million. 
all day long. And I don't care about what anyone tells me is worth 80 million because he does what people cannot even do. And you know what it, and you know what it is? At the end of the day, I'm surprised Man City haven't come in, but Man City would bully it and, and they, they would offer a 60 mil. Can you see Palace folding and taking 60 mil? A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Listen, 60 mil is a lot of reddies. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It is a lot of reddies. But they don't want to sell because they're going to lose 20% straight away, aren't they? Yeah. So might as well keep him. To United. Yeah, but but think about it. They sold him for 15, right? And mm. they brought him back for, I don't know if, what it was, 10, 15. But Man United said, all right, listen, we want 20% of the sell-on. Yeah. Now, why didn't Ali sold out and go, no? Because I'm not being funny, he got shipped everywhere and he was really bad. No disrespect to him, I'm not criticising him, but he was really bad at Cardiff. So, at the end of the day, Palace still had the legs to say to Man United, well, you know what? And, and you know Man United were in a, in a phase where they didn't really know what they were doing, but someone most probably said, you know what, let's, let's, let's just throw in 20%. To be fair, see if they buy it. it is capped though. Um, it's not 20%. Um, for like, Let's say we sell 60 million, it's not 20% or 60 million. It's capped, I think, around 15 million. So... We've sort of got a deal there. <laughs> well, well, you say it's a deal, but at the end of the day, listen, they got 20%. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't mm. mind 20% of your readies for the rest of your life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Andy, I feel like we're on a level now because my producer just said in my ear, he don't know what readies is, and I was fully with you there, so he's definitely not <laughs> He's not from London. But uh, I do want to ask you then, is it a question of readies? Because does it come down to, look, we're, they're obviously earning good money, we know that, but does it does it come down to, look, 10 grand here, 20 grand here, I want to win trophies, I want to play at the top level, you don't mind taking a little hit on the money, or as a former player, is it, nah, it's where the big, biggest pay packet is? Well, I'd, well, no, it wasn't about that for me as a former player, but it, like, when, you, when people talk about medals, right, like, look in the last five years, how many teams have won competitions? And you're talking about then people, players are now saying, oh, I want to win medals. Well, there's, there's like what six teams that have won like trophies in the last six year, five years in this mm. country, and it's the usual suspects. Yeah. So if, if you're not going to any of them sides, you're not getting no medals. You're getting readies. Mm. That's what you're talking ready. Unless you move into China. Well, Andy, thanks for joining us tonight. I hope you have a good evening. Thanks for calling us, and hopefully, no I'm sure we'll speak no to you soon. No problem at all. Cheers, mate. Have a good one, boy. Take care. Cheers, Cheers, Andy.
I've got to admit, I think that was all right afterwards. He scared me at the start when <laughs> I didn't say good evening. But I've, I've been taught on here just to yeah. go straight in with Next the questions. Next time, you have to make sure you say good evening. Yeah, because yeah, if we have too much chit-chat, then we're not covering the questions, are we? But what a delightful <laughs> chat that was. It was a mad 20 minutes. I think I'm always going to remember it. But apparently, he says, it's not all about the readies. Love Sports. You're listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport with the Back of the Nest podcast. And I'm joined by James Howard and D.R. Kernaz. And I just want to say... Good evening to you both. Good evening. <laughs> good evening. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're yeah. having a, a good evening so far. I'm literally going to say after every break, good evening, just so I'm making sure I'm getting my radio etiquette there. But Andy Gray on the phone, what a what an absolute legend. What a brilliant chat. Good character, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he really speaks from the heart, really. He doesn't hold back. Yeah, he definitely doesn't. It, it's good, though. It it's is good, good because yeah. I think, you know, we can get a little bit, James. Is this fair that... You know, sometimes now younger players, modern players, they're almost told what to say. Very robotic. That I always feel like, is that genuine? Is that authenticity? We want them to really be themselves. And with a player like Andy Gray, he's telling you 100% what he thinks. Yeah, and, and everyone will respect him because he, mm. he, he ended up playing for England. He had one cap for mm. England and he, he played for a very, very good Crystal Palace side back in the day under Steve Coppel, who ended up third. So, you know, he, he, he was a, of a time where there wasn't as much money flying around. Yeah, they were paid very well but you know nothing like compared to these days it's so crazy because he, he wasn't playing that long ago but mm. in terms of the golfing what players earn now in money oh it's, it's crazy. ridiculous yeah. it's crazy absolutely Twen- ridiculous 20 years or even 10 to 20 years it's just ridiculous i mean look at wambazaka yeah. he set himself up for life because he's just signed a five million pounds worth contract at the age of what 2021 20, yeah 21 and even if he get i said this the other week before you were a child i said if he gets injured on day one he's still made five million pounds do you think it's hard for players who used to play to relate to the players that play now because i can't even comprehend how much you're earning the cars the hazard yeah. we still sort of well, sort of living in I've, the area of media attention as well i feel like 100 percent the game has changed both on the pitch and off the pitch. It's you, like can't, you can't approach players as much anymore. I mean, massively. I remember going to, to the games and you'd, you'd have a ticket in the players' lounge and you'd go in the players' lounge and you'd often get the odd player coming in after the game and have a chat with them. Very, very easy, friendly, but, but very approachable. They're, they're too frightened to speak. Well, well, I'll be honest, I don't know, just quickly, I, I mm. know you want to get in there, DR, but you know, we're a similar age. I, I don't know about you. If I saw a player, mm. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think I'd approach him just because, you know, even if it wasn't a club I'd support, because I think, oh, are they going to give me their time? I know they get it all the time as well. And how, Whereas if it was a player from maybe who would play just a little bit before that era, I'd go, I really want to hear what anecdote they got to say or talk about that side with Steve Cobb or nothing. And they'll probably give me five minutes of their time. Do you find that? Yeah, I think with certain players at Palace, I do. Uh, for instance, I know that Zaha, if if you're a little kid, like he will, he will, he will, he will give you the photo. But mm. if, if you're like my age, then no, he he doesn't like it. And there's like Mila Yedinak. But you're just as he, much a fan. Yeah, but yeah, I know. But Mila Yedinak on the pitch, he was a great captain. But I remember one time seeing Yedinak try and avoid the fans by going through the Sainsbury's car park and going through the bushes, and you just spotted him there, like. There are players like that. So, but then again, there's Julian Spronies in the world where the guy will just sit there and talk to you for like two hours after the game because he's that type of player. So I feel like there's just mixed personalities. And at Palace, I've seen all kinds of them. Does that change how you feel towards a player? You know, they say don't meet your heroes almost, don't they? And then you meet someone you really like and who's playing for your club and then you sort of see an incident like that and you're like, mm, I just it's hard for me to root for him almost. I understand, but 
end of the day, I like I get why Zaha doesn't want to take a photo with every single person because he's still human and he wants to go on by his day. Just because he's going shopping, he doesn't mm. he doesn't have to take a photo. But yeah, I like, understand both sides of the story. I won't I won't look at Zaha and be like, oh wait, he doesn't take pictures. Oh no, like I can't support him anymore because he doesn't have to do that. Mm. But then again, he he does other stuff. He has charity work and stuff, so he's still a good man deep down. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really focus on that. Well, we have been talking to Andy Gray. Well, I'm still trying to get over the conversation, still trying to put my <laughs> thoughts together. But it's been good to speak to one uh, former Palace legend. But it is indeed time now for your club legend of the week. Yeah, so <laughs> you you're both yeah, so nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, so this week it's going to be Andrew Johnson. Oh, legend. Yeah, so he played 140 AJ. times and he scored 74 goals, which is unbelievable when you think about it. Um, that he, run he was on at Palace, yeah. it was incredible, wasn't it? It was incredible. He scored a lot of goals, a lot, won a lot of penalties that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, got into the, we were still a struggling side in the Premiership that year, mm. um, but he managed to get into the England team. Um, but he was very quick, very quick on the ball, um, and he was the defenders really couldn't get the ball off him, couldn't get near him, and he used to just get penalty after penalty. Um, and then he used to also score in the big games as well, you know. I think he's- you know, in terms of his, um, of course, I couldn't watch AJ when, I, like, when AJ was playing for Palace. I was like four years old. You can't so, remember that. Yeah, I can't remember. That's disgraceful. Well, when I was four, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I done last week. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but, um, but it's like I've heard similarities in terms of not. The playing style, but yeah. him and Zaha and and getting penalties and people are like, look, Zaha does get penalties, but look at AJ, he got penalties much easier than Zaha, and it seemed like there was like a reputation of him kind of diving. I don't know. What do you think? Of yeah, that? no, there was there was a um, a lot of accusations of him diving, but what I suppose from memory, the difference between him and and Zaha was that. One minute there would be a pass to AJ and he would literally be so quick and it would be all really through the middle, sort of. So he would break away from the, the, the last third of the pitch and just literally be much more direct than, than Wilf. Whereas I think with Wilf winning his penalties, there's quite a lot of dribbling, a bit of trickery, and it's it's kind of all in slow motion in a way. Um, so, yeah, different types of players, but uh, but certainly AJ was, was a very quick player and I think that um, that the speed that he had and the close ball control helped him uh, win those penalties that he did. He had some big moves, AJ, but I felt like it was all built off the back of the success with Palace, weren't it, in that season when he was frightening. My one highlight of AJ, and I'm sure, I hope I'm right, James, it was against Liverpool, there was a cross winning, and it literally hit his head, but he managed to direct the header past Jersey Dudek. Do you remember this guy? Yeah, I vaguely remember that one. Yeah. As a kid, I was like, how has he done that? Because he, he got hit in the head with a ball, yeah. but he managed to direct it real powerful, straight past yeah. it. It was almost, it was like on the edge of the box, weren't it? It was from mm. a free kick. Yeah, just a fantastic yeah. goal and he had some great moves. He even got in the England side then. He was just yeah. a massive Palace legend. Yeah, no, he was. And, uh, you know, wasn't a big player. He was mm. a small player. So Some of the sm- best ones are, James. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, he's actually smaller than me. I'm not the tallest, but yeah, yeah I remember actually... In Don't sell yourself short. No, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good things come in little I, packages, I, mate. I remember in October, um, AJ, we had the little Palace for Life marathon um, march, and AJ was there with Anil Shipley and stuff. But I feel like I don't know about you, James, but injuries kind of impacted his career, uh, yeah, no, especially the knee. Right, yeah. Even like during the marathon march, like 
you could see that he had pain in his knee and I feel like that's that's pretty much like the downside to him. If he wasn't injured then maybe he could have played him for longer and been... Yeah, he had some serious injuries I think after uh, yeah. crucial ligament maybe. Yeah. He came back to Palace and 14 15 mm. but you didn't really well it's horrible there, to so. see but it never uh tarnished his legacy and he was aj your crystal palace legend of the week love sports you're listening to the crystal palace fan show with me charlie hawkins on love sport and i've been joined by the back of the nest podcast boys james howard and dr kernes good evening to you both we've had a great <laughs> show tonight <laughs> andy gray we've talked a little bit about zaha we spoke about pre-season but as we've said, the transfer window is still open. Crystal Palace, they have had a bit of a slow window, not that much activity. But could we see it increasing in the last 10 days or so? DR, you believe so? Hopefully. Um, reports came out today from Michael Bridge, um, who tends to cover Palace. Um, is that Palace are going for two forwards, Oli Watkins and the second one, I'm not too sure if I can pronounce it, <laughs> Fedor Shelov, I think. Uh, yeah, both forwards. Um, Oli Watkins is from... Uh, Brentford is a winger. He's got, you know, he's got eye for goal. So, yeah, I f- should we start with him first? Um, yeah. I mean, the report suggested that Palace will offer Serloff as part of the deal, and I'm not too sure what I saw today, but apparently there's five million plus Serloff bid rejected, which is understandable. It's, it's the equivalent of like Everton offering 55 mil for Zaha, like it's out of order. But yeah, I feel like that's uh, that's the type of player that we should go for if we're going to go for any forwards because if he d- he's a he's a winger and let's say that we do bring him in, then that that might push Zaha up front next to Benteke or Conor Wickham. So I still feel like we can strengthen that area. And I said it, I think last week, where it's no one really talks about it, but we haven't got much depth in wide positions. Well, something you mentioned, James, quickly just there. You said if we do sign players, we may have to go, uh, look towards the championship. Now you're linked with Ollie Watkins. Is this you feel maybe the signing that you are going to make? Yeah, definitely. I th- I, this is exactly what I've been hoping that we would do. Is is yeah, maybe we will, like DR said, have to spend a bit more than five million. And we are yeah. taking liberties. Have there. Palace got five billion though? Because you did say last week, you know, we had to manage the books with the Wambasaka deal. How much do you think is in the kitty then? I, th- I think there's still more than five million. I don't think we're in that much of a bad situation, but of course we. There was, I think, there was certain money that went towards the club because of losses made mm. previously. Sorry, but, dear, not a case of have you got five million? Yeah, you certainly yeah. have. Do how much the Palace want to spend? They might have it, but they might not want to spend it. Yeah, well, and that yeah. all depends on where the club's going, what direction it's going. So, if there were owners potentially coming in to buy the club, they're probably not going to want to spend it. But I, I think there were rumours about Chinese people. I don't think that's happening now. But and also another thing is that Roy came out publicly after the game. Um, yeah, after the Bristol Bristol. game and I feel like that put pressure on the board now the board has to bring in players because if they don't then Roy could easily use that excuse that I wasn't backed and that's why we're in a position we're in and that's why they have to go out there and get players in because I understand Roy like you have to if you don't improve in a Premier League if you don't bring in players then you're just going to stay you you can't you can't stand still you just go down is that why you think a manager you know let's let's we know Roy he knows his way around a managerial game he's done yeah. it for years he's managed some of the top clubs he's been at Palace a while he knows what to say and when to say it is this why managers do it they hear fans frustrations and they almost go you know Eagles fans, I want to spend. It's down to the ball. It's not me. It's not me not trying to improve the team. These guys upstairs need to put their hand in their pockets. Yeah, I, I don't know how accurate that is, actually, because I got the message from the media that it was both Steve Parrish and Roy Hodgson that were kind of like together saying that, you know, we are desperately seeking to get a, to a mm. free trial. They seem team. like they're on the same page. Yeah, and, and going back to the original question, you know, I'm really excited about this because Ollie Watkins, 
Um, he is something that we, you know, he's young. He's 23. It's a good age. You know, he's not too young, but he's at the right end of right right end of 20s. Mm. Um, price wise, you know, five million. Even if it goes up to 10 million, that's not unreasonable. And you know, it could be a, a, a deal involving Sorloff because the owners are linked in some yeah. way with with the uh, Scandinavian club. So that would be fantastic. Another, the other signing that you touched on, Dr., which was Fyodor Shalov. Mm. I don't know if that's a bad oh, pronunciation. But I love how you I attempted it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so yeah. yeah. You've even <laughs> done the little twang. Shalov. You oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> James, for all my Russian <laughs> pronunciation, I'm going to come to you. Is that all right? Spassy bar. Yeah, perfect. Uh, all my Russian listeners will know what that means. Um, anyway, this guy who is... They are again, you know, done his research. Uh, he top. He's, he, I know he's playing for a top Russian club in Moscow, uh, CSKA. Yeah, CSKA. Yes, um, but DR said he's actually scored in Champions League football. Wow, you know, Champions League player coming to Palace, fantastic. But I'm really excited because he's only 21, and we're talking about bidding 14 million. Yeah, and that's in euros. 50, yeah, 50, which apparently in- they're. Bit- Palace well, have right. actually bid. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. it was on early on Sky Sports News today. Yeah. We can confirm Palace have bid for him. In yeah. today's market, I thought, look at his age, look at his statistics. Mm. He has scored the RU, said yeah. it. This seems to me, we haven't seen him play for yeah, Palace exactly. yet, mm. but it's, it looks like a bargain. We're not talking about the 40s, it's 50s here. If, if they can get a player at this price... It does. I haven't watched him play like that, of course, because I don't follow the Russian <laughs> Super League. But I was watching YouTube highlights. Um, Classic. Yeah, where everyone goes. Exactly. Football manager at his best. You know what? I'll be honest. I wouldn't say that I'm extremely like looking forward to it. But if it does happen, um, I reckon that it would probably be better than Solov, which is a plus. But I don't want us to go down the route of spending 15 million and a player ending up like Solov. I just, I'd rather spend that on someone who's got more potential and hasn't got the talent right now then risk it you don't want no panic bites yeah, no panic for the sake of yeah it. exactly because I've I've seen him play and yeah he's got a knack for goals but I don't know like I'm not that convinced even though he's 21 I, I think we're a bit restricted I don't know if we've yeah, got the we, money to go out and buy a proven premiership but like, Ollie, what, like the Watkins for uh, 15 million that rumoured uh, deal uh, that sounds encouraging because yeah. we've, he's played in England and I've seen him play a couple of times and I know the kind of play he is and he's a decent player so 50 million I'm worth I think it's worth the gamble but when you're going abroad and yes it's the Russian Super League and I know he's 21 but it is very risky and I don't, yeah, it's, if the club wants to take the risk then go ahead but hopefully they've done the scouting and they're not going and buying him just for the sake of it I think if we were to lose Zaha, I'd be a bit more concerned. But I think if we keep Zaha, then I think we got the ability to take a little bit of a risk on buying someone from, you know, like Russia mm. or Brentford. Yeah, I feel like if, I'd rather get Watkins and a fullback than get uh, Shalov. Well, there you have it. They need to make a sign-ins and they have made bids. Next week on the Crystal Palace Fan Show, we will be on the eve of the Premier League season. We can't wait to see what's in store. We'll be doing an opposition review and lots more. Who knows? Maybe even Andy Gray will be back. And this time, I'll say good evening. But for now, it is Up the Eagles. This is Love Sport. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio. So some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. 
perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.